You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Never remember anyone's birthday. Be a man. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore that app. That's right, we're doing TikToks now. I uh, Now that I'm doing this at night, I don't feel this need to really hurry, so I don't know why finding something at the beginning of the podcast is literally my favorite part of the entire podcast process, but um, that's what I do now. Feel free to send suggestions. Don't feel bad if I uh, don't select it, because it's literally meant for my own satisfaction, meaning it's stuff that I like, things from like my childhood. Most of the stuff nobody knows has any idea why there's any significance to any of this, but I don't care. It's uh, it's fun for me. And plus, I know of this audience size, there's going to be like 19 people that are like, dude, I know that. So there you go. Plus, be a man is hilarious. So expect more of that in the near future. So today is going to be largely a, uh, I guess, news and notesy kind of day slash more Rogers drama kind of day because obviously news and notes and Rogers drama on this particular point in time is kind of, there's a lot of overlap there, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But why don't we start with some non-drama-y news. Raven Green signed with the Buccaneers, so that's fantastic. Not only is Raven Green now not a Packer, not that I was the biggest Raven Green fan, but still he's a Packer, but he goes to the Bucks because why not? They spent money to bring everybody back already. Why not poach some of our players? That sounds fantastic. I'm sure he'll have a game-winning interception in the Super Bowl just because that's life. It feels it feels about right, right? It's funny. It's it's We feel kind of like we're one of the most blessed football fan bases in the world because of all the success, you could almost say we're one of the most cursed at the exact same time. Just based on, you know, uh, you're almost there. Oh, sorry. Horrible, devastating, crushing loss every single year. Yay. But congrats to Mr. Raven Green on finding a new home. And um, that's that's great. In addition to that, I saw several people were very upset. Um, the Raiders have signed Casey Hayward, not only because, um, you know, he's not a Packer, but primarily because he got signed a one-year $4 million deal, and people are furious because how could we not sign him? And by the way, this is kind of what I'm talking about when I say that I have no idea what we're going to get for Rodgers, because our perception of value is always way off. If you were to take a poll of Packer fans and say, how much do you think it would cost to get Casey Hayward here? Most people probably say what? Like, I don't know, at least like for a $1 million, for a one-year contract, probably like eight to 10 million something. You know, I, I'm just, I'm just saying that's generally how, what people think. And then it's a one year, $4 million deal and people lose their minds. And it's like, yeah, we, we have no idea what these guys are worth. And we always default to all oh, we're everybody's so stupid, right? Obviously all 30, obviously all 32 teams are stupid. And that's the only reason he went one year, 4 million to the Raiders. When in reality, what's actually happening is that we have no idea how to gauge value in these people. We massively overvalue or undervalue players, and we're shocked literally, eh, maybe not literally, but nearly 100% of the time when people sign contracts, it's like, wait, what? You gave up how much for that guy? You paid how much for that guy? But anyways, Casey Hayward is off and running and all that stuff. By the way, for those of you that are kind of confused, Casey's going on 32 years old this year. He also had his first really bad year in 2020. His grades in order, starting in 2012 with the Packers, 91, 72, 88, 75, 82, 91, 75, 83, 59. So two years in the 90s, one, two, three years in the 80s, three years in the 70s, and one in the 50s. He just, he skipped the 60s and went straight to uh, to the 50s. So my assumption is there are some concerns here. I don't know if it's injury concerns. It looks like he played every single week. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. It looks like he was in every game. There was a smaller snap count, but presumably, again, not because of injury, but because he wasn't utilized as much, maybe because he's 32 years old and wasn't playing very well. I don't know. He did give up 610 yards and five touchdowns. That's, that's a lot. 
It's the third most yards he's given up uh, in his career and tied for the first most touchdowns given up. Just just throwing it out there. Again, it's it's not the NFL that's wrong, generally speaking. It's it's us. I also want to expand a bit because I've got one, two, three, four, five bits of news that are all pertaining to different Rodgers things, and this is the only other non-Rodgers thing. So let's let's look at this. Yesterday we talked very broadly, very generally about trade offers. Um, Zach Kelberman of SportsIllustrated.com, he is a Broncos writer, I believe, wrote an article of possible trades from the Broncos for Aaron Rodgers. Um and I'm going to bring it up because, as I said, we're kind of just looking for specifics. Obviously, this is nothing official, and this is just his musings, which could be completely wrong. But it is good to see that the first time I've seen anyone throw something together, it kind of looks like what I'm hoping for on the top end. Um, basically, it's comprised of every single one of these trades, and there's four offers, four different offers that the Broncos could make for Aaron Rodgers. All four of them include a player a 2022 first, a 2023 first, a 2024 first, and a 2022 second. That's standard for all of them. Now, the one offer is all those picks, so three firsts and a second, plus wide receiver Cortland Sutton. Now, there's no additional picks because obviously in his mind, that is the highest value player that they could offer. Not necessarily the best player, but the highest value when you factor in price, you know, talent, and age, and all that stuff. The second would be uh, uh, three first-round picks, a 2022 second, and a 2023 fifth for Von Miller. Obviously extremely talented, but also extremely expensive. I don't even, I mean, it would be horrifically expensive. And then there's still some issues. I know, I believe he was cleared of the charges. I'm not sure, but they were pretty serious, and I'd be a little bit concerned about, even if it wasn't necessarily kind of true, is there a sliver of truth there, or are there some domestic issues maybe somewhere down the line I don't really know I hate to punish the guy for you know being falsely accused of stuff because it's like punishing him twice but it's still I got to protect myself and the team and everything else so sorry that that happened to you Vaughn but you know sorry dude it's just it's just one of those things man what do you want me to do it's like if your daughter was dating a guy and that guy's ex-girlfriend you found out took him to court for beating her and you see that the charges were dropped, you're probably still going to not want your daughter to date that guy. And it's like, well, the charges were dropped. It's like, yeah, they were. Still going to say no, though. I'm, st- I'm still saying no to this whole thing. I'm going to pull the old I pay the bills card and um, just say no, because I can do whatever I want, because I'm dad. It's just, it's not going to be a good situation. I don't know a lot of, well, I won't go down that path, because I'm just going to make people angry, but I said what I said. The third best picks offer would be all those picks plus a 2023 third round pick. So you got three firsts, a 2022 second, and a 2023 third, and quarterback Drew Locke. And then the highest in terms of picks value would be 2022, 2023, 2024 first round picks, and a 2022 second, and a 2023 second, with the addition of offensive guard Graham Glasgow. To be honest, this would be kind of a fun poll, so maybe I'll throw this up in the group. So if you want to know how I need, I need medicine, man. Actually, if I, if I start taking ADD medicine, the podcast might just go in the, in the tank, but let me give you a little glimpse into what just happened here. So I'm talking about the first round pick stuff, compensation. I started talking about throw this in the group. Then I said, Hey, oh, by the way, I want to tell you something. And then I spent about five minutes talking about something else entirely. And it just dawned on me, dude, you never finished talking about the Rogers compensation thing. So I'm just going to clip that and paste it after we do this because I'm just an, I'm, I'm an idiot. I don't know. Anyways, it'll be interesting to see who likes what the, the biggest takeaway that I got from this isn't necessarily which one you'd rather have. Uh, Again, not big on Von Miller, Drew Locke. I I don't really want, although the compensation is like the second best. So it's kind of like, you know, you're, you're taking the compensation and why not get Drew up because there's a 1% 1% chance he's something special. I don't know. Or at least a halfway competent backup, but not really. I do kind of like the Graham Glasgow thing because it's the absolute most comp, uh, compensation, and he's a starting guard. I mean, we may already have guys that are better, but it's something to consider. Otherwise, just give me Cortland Sutton because, let's face it, the three first-round picks and the 2022 second are kind of the best part, and the rest are just sweeteners. So just drop the sweetener and give me a really awesome wide receiver that we you know could use. 
and then you got Devontae, Cortland Sutton, and Amari Rogers as your one, two, three, and that's awesome. But again, it, it kind of doesn't matter. The point is, Packer fans have been saying that the beginning starting point is three firsts, and you go from there. Probably three firsts and some and a player. It's kind of what they've been saying, but it's like, that sounds great, and I get it, but I don't know. So again, it's nice to see we get somebody jump in and like, oh yeah, so I'm going to try this out, and I think this is what it's going to be, and it's going to be that, and it's kind of exciting. Anyways, I'm going to clip that other part in now where I explain something fun that I would like to start doing, which again popped into my head because I mentioned Facebook group, and anyways, here you go. I was thinking about doing it today, but um, you know, I'm going to pull the tired car. Also got a little bit of a late start, but what I'd like to do is start, I've been wanting to do some kind of a video content after I do the podcast. I would do before because it makes more sense from a time standpoint. Most people are probably kind of moving on with their night, bed, whatever, but Anyway, who cares about my schedule? I'm thinking about doing some video content for the Facebook page, which would be Cheese and Packers, which I would share in the group. And I want to kind of start going through the draft prospects. I started today going through the All-22 footage for um, Eric Stokes. And what I did is I started from his lowest graded games and worked my way up. I watched his game against Alabama. um, Then I think it was Arkansas, then Auburn. I think that's as far as I got. And I'll be honest, I I didn't see a single bad game. They gave him a bad grade against Alabama, and and it wasn't exactly perfect. But it's it's one of those things where I'm watching it going, dude, if this is him at his worst, this is not bad. And by the way, that one touchdown he gave up to one of the top wide receivers in the draft class, uh, Jalen Waddell, that was very reminiscent to me of the touchdown Jair Alexander gave up to uh, Adam Thielen when it was a beautiful pinpoint pass in which only the receiver could get it and even still it almost looked like Jair was about to break it up I swear Eric Stokes was his hand was on that ball and that wide receiver's toe barely touched in I'm, I'm sitting there doing saying dude replay BS I don't think he caught it I don't think his foot was down and I'm pretty sure Eric Stokes smacked that ball I mean that guy is he plays some tight coverage and he does get a little bit grabby for sure he's a he's a very physical corner there's no question so he's going to get called for some penalties There are some Kevin King tendencies, which make me a little bit nervous because obviously that's kind of what we're hoping to upgrade. Some more relatively big news about Aaron Rodgers, which we will get to momentarily. But anyways, point is, I would like to uh, begin doing some live video where we can just watch, watch the prospects and throw in some commentary. Whatever. It's a thought. All right, now is the hard part. Um, where do we begin? Why don't we start with the newest thing that just popped up? Because it's We'll start with the optimism and then just start slowly tearing it apart. This just came up a few minutes ago, which by the time you're hearing this, it would have been a while ago, but this is from Mike Clemens. Uh, He says, former Packers John Kuhn tells CBS Sports Radio he's spoken to Aaron Rodgers this week, quote, at age 37, he's hoping to ensure his career in Green Bay does get to 40. He's seen what's happened to other quarterbacks. It may take drastic measures to get there. Still a chance he stays uh, so this is a new quote, still a chance he stays. And then John said, absolutely. So obviously this is going to get a lot of people fired up and it is, I mean, who knows, man? I mean, I don't know how sure Aaron Rodgers is as far as knowing what he wants. Maybe he's going back and forth on this and he's like, Oh wait, no, I'm, I'm still in. Oh, I, I, maybe I, you know, I don't know. And maybe that changes tomorrow. I, I, I think the two biggest takeaways, I guess, kind of are, it sounds like he's not 100% out, which kind of was where I was at. It sounded like the Packers came and they're like, here's a new contract extension. He's like, no, I just want out. And he's calling other teams and saying, come get me, which obviously is in dispute, but I just, I don't know. Somebody told him to call the Packers and say, hey, I want Aaron Rodgers. And it definitely wasn't the Packers because they just hung up on everybody. So if it wasn't Rodgers, who's doing it? Who made a bunch of phone calls to these teams and for those teams to start blowing up the Packers right on draft night. And again, you had the Broncos, who or uh, the 49ers, who were sitting there like, all right, we're taking Lance, that's what we're doing. Apparently put that on hold because they got a report somewhere, some mysterious random thing saying, hey, uh, you need to draft or pick up Aaron Rodgers. And they're like, uh, he's available? And then they called the Packers, and they're like, nope, not available, stop calling me. And they were like, all right, anyways, that was weird, and then they drafted Lance. So I don't really buy the whole, no, it wasn't, it wasn't Rodgers. Yeah, maybe not directly, but uh, come on. But here, here's the thing. Again, remember, apparently the Packers did offer him a new contract, and he said, no, I still want out. 
it goes on in this tweet to say it may take drastic measures to get there. Well, one of the theories that we've heard, although it's been somewhat disputed and I tend to agree with the refutation, is that Rogers said he wants Gutekunst out. Um, now, he may not have said it directly, but it sounds like he really doesn't like Gutekunst, and that's, you know, again, even if it wasn't directly said, that could still be on the table. Especially after, again, they offered a new contract and Gutekunst has come out and said he would be willing to listen to Rodgers on personnel thing. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're saying, dude, we'll, we'll do whatever you want. This got way out of control and, like, we're, we're willing to bend and stretch to do things that we would never do and never thought we would do just to keep you. And Rodgers still apparently has said no. So, it's going to take some drastic measures like what? Well, there was another report. Uh, this one I don't necessarily buy either, but, you know, we're, we've got two bits of news recently. These both came out tonight, and they're both pointing in one direction. Um, here is a quote via Jordan Schultz. According, apparently, this is coming from an, an anonymous NFL GM. Well, it's not the Packers GM, so that narrows it down to 31 other GMs. But anyways, it says, no, don't think he's traded. I think he stays. Wouldn't surprise me if they made him the highest paid player at some point. Look, man, I again, I'd love to be optimistic. John Kuhn came out and he's like, dude, he said he wants to stay. And then another GM's like, no, dude, they're going to pay him. He's going to stay. I, I don't know how we make Aaron Rodgers the highest paid quarterback. I don't think we should. I don't want them to. That's way too much money. He's way too old. I'm sorry. I, I, I know he won MVP. I don't think he wins back-to-back MVPs. I know that biologically, scientifically speaking, things are going to start to go south at some point. There's never been a 50-year-old quarterback, at least not recently. I'm sure at some point there was. I don't know. And there's a reason for that. There's a reason why you don't find 35-year-old running backs, no matter how talented they are. Well, Adrian Peterson, I guess, but clearly Adrian Peterson was not at his peak at 35. Beyond that, he has a three-year contract right now. Is that correct? What did John Kuhn say in his tweet? He wants to get to 40 with the Packers. So what are we talking about? We're talking about paying you more on a three-year contract? We don't have money. We have no money. You want to just add money onto your current contract? And what happened to all the reports about this isn't about money, it's about respect or whatever else? Now all of a sudden it's about money? So these reports are conflicting and don't make a lot of sense. And again, it's not like Rodgers is saying these things. It's just if we're trying to piece this together and say, oh, look, if you take John Kuhn's tweet and everything we already know about the situation and this random GM's tweet or or comment and just smash them together, what does the scenario look like? There is nothing that makes sense. There's nothing that makes sense. It's not about money, um, but he wants a new contract and he also wants something else drastic to happen, but probably not firing Goot, but, you know, something. Maybe it's more say in what happens, even though they've already offered that and Rodgers still isn't coming back. It's just, it's it's hard for me to mentally get to a point where he just says, yeah, I'm coming back based on what we've heard so far in a way that makes any sense. Beyond that, the big elephant in the room here is the damage that's been done. It's it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. I think he's polluted the, the locker room. I would be staggered to th- to think that some of the players are not put off by what Aaron Rodgers is doing. I mean, the fans have completely turned on him. You're telling me that none of the players have turned? I'm sure some of the players support him. I'm sure some of the guys are real close friends with him. They hang out with him. Bakhtiari's probably cool. Like, he's not happy about it, but it's like, I mean, you do what you got to do, man. I just, I can't understand this. Forget top money, which is what we're apparently entertaining here. I can't imagine bringing him back on his current contract. If Rodgers just like, look, man, it was a momentary lapse. I'm sorry, I'm coming back. I'm just, just pretend it never happened. It's like, I don't know. I don't know if we can do that. I mean, I guess we have to, but it's like, this is, this is bad. This is really bad. What, what, what's happened here? You reaching out to other teams, you're talking bad about this team. You're, you're trashing the GM. You abandoned your, your teammates who specifically, some of them specifically signed because you're here. Mercedes Lewis, uh, I'm sure a big talking point about getting Aaron Jones to take a team friendly deal had to do with Aaron Rodgers being here and the prospect of winning a Super Bowl and coming back and supporting the team, and then you just up and leave because you don't get enough say around here or whatever. You're poisoning the locker room. Apparent, uh, and, and maybe the biggest one is telling players early in 2020, which is another report, that you're probably not coming back. You could have lost us players because you're out there saying, I'm not coming back next year. 
You're poisoning the well of the 2020 season. We got a bunch of players whose head weren't in the game in the, in the NFC Championship, and I'm not saying that's Rodgers' fault, but it's easy to see why there's a distraction. You're going around blasting everybody, I'm not coming back, because you're throwing a temper tantrum about Jordan Love. You can't get over it. You can't just shut your mouth and play football. No, you got to go around telling everybody in August, hey, just so you know, I'm not coming back next year. Hey, Bakhtiari, before you sign that contract, I want you to know I'm not coming back next year. Hey, Aaron, just so you know, not coming back next year. Hey, all you undrafted free agents, just so you know, maybe don't sign the paper too quickly because I, I might be going somewhere else. Dude, screw you. I'm, I'm, I'm literally angry that the Packers are entertaining bringing him back. I hope they're not. I'm, I'm to that point now where it's like, I don't, listen, again, like I said, you want to go and do your own thing. It's your life. I'm fine with that, but I'm over it. I don't want him to come back. This is bullcrap. And by the way, all this stuff he said about Gutekunst, which is, you know, we're kind of just ripping through just real smooth transitions here into other reports. Apparently, he's not only just telling people, hey, um, yeah, I'm not coming back next year, so you're poisoning our team before the season starts, but you're trashing our GM in private group chats to to the team. You're supposed to be a leader on this team. You're supposed to be helping to improve the locker room and, and the camaraderie in this team, and you're poisoning the team from the inside, and you've been doing this for years. Let me go ahead and play this audio for you. Yes. What do I make of it? Uh, I make that it is accurate. I mean, we, we've, it's been one of the rumors that's been kicking around the last couple of days. I, I just, Mike Silver and I were discussing it the other day, and I said, well, I don't have anybody that heard it or saw it firsthand, but, you know, yeah, it's, it's something that's been mentioned, and yeah, you're right, Andrew. I mean, it's it's Jerry Krause who dismantled uh, that Bulls dynasty, but it's also Jerry Krause who built that Bulls dynasty. I mean, that's a, a big part of the story being left out here. But uh, it does uh, show the disdain, I think, for uh, Brian Gutekunst's moves and what he's done as general manager. I don't know if it's a personal thing, but at least what he's done in his job that Aaron Rodgers has for him. Um, and, and I'll add one more thing to this, because now it's all coming out, right? Now that the story's out there, everybody, oh, this happened and this happened and this happened. Um, what I'm told from multiple sources is that Aaron Rodgers was telling the Packers prospective free agents, basically, before you make any decision, I'm probably not going to be here, right? And to the point where he was telling them, I'm told, all the way back to the beginning of last season. Now, that was in the wake, the months after the team had drafted Jordan Love, um, did they believe that was the case or, or take that into consideration as they made their individual decisions all along the way? Well, David Bakhtiari, who's about as close to Aaron Rodgers as it gets, signed an extension with the team in November. So I think, like a lot of us, the players were hearing that saying, yeah, he's upset, he doesn't love it here, but he'll be here come next season. Well, we don't know right now. Uh, and those players who decided on their future decided to make the decisions on their own futures uh, for their own uh, personal well-being rather than whether they thought that Aaron Rodgers was still going to be here. And by the way, those uh, destination spots that he would like to get to, I'm told the players knew all, if not or most, excuse me, if not all of those when they were hearing this stuff from Aaron Rodgers back in the fall. I mean, can you believe this crap? I don't want him back. Unless it comes out that this is completely false, which I don't think that's about to happen. And, and even if it does... There's too much. And, and again, this goes back beyond this. This, this was happening before Brian Gutekinds came on board. I'm, I'm pretty fired up. Uh, why don't we just take a break here? Because I just want to launch into this, and then we'll call it a day. Um, I do have to say thank you to uh, three new patrons, I think. Seems about right. Joseph Babbitts, Bruce Trotman, and Sean. Thank the three of you very, very much for jumping in on Patreon. Again, I'll be posting these at nighttime, so if you want to listen to it early and ad-free, you can jump in on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month, patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. Very, very much appreciate all of your support. Again, the goal is before June 7th, when we have to move in to get to 200 patrons, we are at 195, so we're five away. So again, buck a month, and you get ad-free podcasts um, the night before it gets released. But uh, let's take a break and um, just kind of just I'm just going to vent for a while and then we'll call it a day. We all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. 
That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. All right, so let's put this together now. And I, I, just, I just want to blurt this out real quick because it's just on the tip of my tongue, and I, I, can't, I can't move on until it just comes out. Aaron Rodgers is a punk. He's just a punk. He's a disrespectful, spoiled punk. It, it goes beyond Rodgers is not a rah-rah guy. He doesn't care. He, he, knows, he knows what it takes to be a leader. He knows what it takes to win games. You're going to tell me that, and that's the, i got to listen to this nonsense about this guy wants a Super Bowl more than anything. B.S. This guy wants a Super Bowl so bad that he's going to trash his own GM, he's going to poison the locker room, and he's going to tell our players, don't sign here because I'm not coming back? Forget you. This guy's trying to tear this team apart, and I'm supposed to, what, drop to my knees and kiss his feet and beg that he comes back? I don't want him back. This is the most disgusting and despicable garbage behavior I've ever heard in my life from a leader of a football team. And by the way, let me remind you that... Trashing the GM is not new. Apparently, he's backbiting the GM to to his other teammates, talking about how bad it is here, how much the GM's stupid, he doesn't know what he's doing, he's ruining this team, just whining and whining. Do you remember the report that came out that apparently he was trashing Mike McCarthy constantly, calling him low IQ, a stupid human being, how he's beneath him? It goes all the way back to, to reports from Brett Favre saying Rodgers came in and called, started calling Rodgers old and stupid. You remember that? He, he came into the lunchroom or whatever saying, hey, old man, which again, at the time, was like, dude, Brett, grow up. He also came in asking Brett what he got on the Wonderlick. Remember that? He came in bragging about his Wonderlick score because he knew he had a higher score than Brett. He came in talking to Brett frickin' Favre, calling Brett Favre stupid. And by the way, you, you ever you ever see those uh, scenarios where, you know, maybe somebody's always in bad relationships, and it's always somebody else's fault. Like it's a family member, and well, this guy did this, and this guy did this, and this guy did this, and it just it never works out. And these guys are all terrible. And and at some point, you look at them and go, you, you know what? I kind of wonder if it's you. You ever notice how Aaron Rodgers is always the victim of all these horrible things? Brett Favre was so mean to him. His family is horrible to him. Apparently, they're these religious fanatics. They're evil. Ugh. They cut him off. They're terrible. All these girls in his life, oh, they, they're just, ugh. He just happens to leave them and find other women in five minutes because it's the women's fault, obviously. By the way, his new fiance, his last girlfriend introduced the two, and then he ran off with her because he's such a swell guy. His relationship to Mike McCarthy soured probably because Mike McCarthy wasn't doing a good enough job. Poor Rodgers. That's why he had to go around telling his other teammates how stupid Mike McCarthy was. He had a bad relationship with Favre, not because because Rodgers called him stupid and old when he was a rookie. No, no, no. It's because Favre was mean and said he wouldn't teach him things. He doesn't like the Packers and Ted Thompson, not because he's a disloyal punk, but because they won't go out in free agency and get me what I want, despite the fact that he's had historically great offensive lines elite wide receiver groups, the likes of which we've never seen, five wide where he's got his fifth best receiver, could be a number one on other teams, and was, but we're not doing enough. It's the defenses, and then we got a good defense. Well, now I don't have a, a number two wide receiver. It's everybody else's fault. Well, now it's now it's Gutekunst is mean to me. 
He doesn't respect me. He doesn't communicate to me. And we find out he's going around talking behind his back about how much of a garbage GM he is. He's a little punk. He's the kid that goes in school and starts disrupting class and causing problems. He gets kicked out of class, goes home and tells his mommy that the teacher's mean to me because she doesn't like me. That's Rogers. And we as fans have been the mommy who get mad and, and call the teacher and like, how dare you be mean to my boy? How dare you be mean to Rogers Favre? How dare you be re- mean to Rogers, your, his whole family? How dare you, you not do right by Rogers McCarthy? How dare you not help Rogers Thompson? How dare you not communicate well, uh, Gutekunst? And don't, don't forget how stupid his wide receivers are. He went on to tell them they're stupid. Remember? It's on the card. Just do what the card says. What are you, stupid? He threw his receivers under the bus constantly. Whenever there was a mistake on the play, and remember there was a whole thing with with, uh, the wide receivers where MVS was like, that's what I was told to do, I don't know. And then Rodgers, he he said to do it, and I did it, and then he called me stupid, I don't know. Remember stupid effing call on camera to his quarterback, to his coach? This guy has been right in our face this whole time just displaying how much of an arrogant, whiny, spoiled child he is. And we just never saw it. It's always everybody else's fault. And now he's got this great football team that somehow, despite his poisoning of the locker room from multiple angles, trash-talking the GM, I'm sure he's trashing other people, I'm sure he's trashing players who are not good enough, I'm sure he's talking bad about Matt LaFleur and stupid game plan and who, oh yeah, kicked the field goal, how stupid was that? He should have given me an opportunity even though I couldn't score a touchdown in this game to save my freaking life. Stupid coach, should have let me win the game. He's on Jeopardy laughing about it. That's a great question. <laughs> I wonder about that too, kicking a field goal. <laughs> you just had to bring it up. It really rubs it in because I'm so mad that my coach is so stupid unlike me. I- I'm sorry, but that's that's way over the line. Look, he's got a history of being arrogant. He's not a leader. He's, in fact, a horrible leader. The kind of leader that would trash his own locker room just because he wants to, I don't know, just throw have a hissy fit. But it goes a little bit further when you try to convince players on your own team to not sign with the Green Bay Packers because you're leaving. I'm sorry, we're, we're to the point now where if they sign Rodgers, I'm going to be very angry. I don't want him back. He's toxic. By the way, anybody that said drafting Jordan Love was a bad decision, if you don't see the light now, you're deluded. They had to draft Jordan Love because this guy's unhinged. You think they can't see through this? By the way, when they brought in guys... What, what was everybody saying? We got to find somebody that can rein in Rodgers. Remember that? July 26, 2013, Greg Jennings criticizes Aaron Rodgers for not putting the team first. Boy, did we go at Jennings hard, didn't we? Said Rodgers can't handle any criticism. He said, don't get me wrong, 12 is a great person, but when you hear all positive, positive, positive all the time, it's hard for you to sit down when one of your teammates, teammates says, man, come on, you got to hold yourself accountable for this. It's hard for someone to see that now because they've, because all they've heard is, I'm doing it the right way. I'm perfect. In actuality, we all have flaws. Winston Moss. can never remember the guy's name. That's who it was. Saying, somebody's got to come in here and be able to hold Aaron Rodgers accountable. Now, he walked it back. Like, oh, no, I, that was a joke. And I, I, you know, I didn't really mean it that way. But all these things, it's like, it's been right in front of our face the whole time. We're like, no, it's not Rod. No, that's not it. This is crazy. This is just crazy to me. What? And look, I, there, there's a lot of people who are saying, well, that's, I don't think that's true. I don't think he would do that. Let's, let's look at a couple things here. First of all is the, the number one refutation of the fact that he talked to people in terms of players, and it's plural, right? They're talking about multiple players. I wonder why. We'll get to that in a minute. That apparently have reached out and said, Rogers told me last year he was not planning on being here. The biggest refutation is, well, if they knew, then why would they have signed? I don't get that. How is that an argument? Players almost always sign. If you're the worst team in football and your contract is running out, the first thing your, your agent does is you go to the team that you're on, and it's the team that's garbage, Jets, whatever, and you say, hey, my guy is up for a big contract. This is how much we want. And then if the team says, okay, sounds good, let's make them the highest paid safety in football or whatever, they come back and say, here you go, here's a contract for the highest paid safety in football, the player's going to sign it. We act as though like this never happens. Like, oh, no, no, unless you have Aaron Rodgers, you just leave. Since when? When does that ever happen? Like, like if Bakhtiari knew, he wouldn't have signed. Why do you think that? 
We made Bakhtiari the highest paid tackle in football. You think he's going to say, oh, no, 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 I'm going to go somewhere else and, and take that contract with someone else because Rodgers might not be back next year? That's, that's a stupid argument. Likewise, the people who are concerned if Rodgers leaves, Devontae is going to leave. There's a slight chance that things get so bad, it's like Texans bad, where everybody's like, I'm going to get, I, I want out. Right, Deshaun Watson. Apparently, everybody was like, you know, telling him, you got to get out of there. It's, it's bad. But that was bad. It was, it was horrifically run. Plus, the Texans were not very popular anyways. Their owner has got a, a big black stain on his record for comments he's made. Um, the, the coach slash GM was terrible. They shipped everybody off. And not, no, not like Kumaro. I'm talking about the, what, probably the best wide receiver in football. Shipped him off for like a bag of potato chips. Just dumb. The team was falling apart. It was horrible. Worst managed team in football. Just a, a, an absolute mess. In that situation, everybody can understand it. The Packers were in the NFC Championship game. Did not ship off Devontae Adams, did not ship off David Bakhtiari, did not ship off anybody except Corey Lindsley, and otherwise re-signed the entire team so that, like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we can run it back. Except Rodgers doesn't want to be here. But no, that, that's not a thing. Now, the only thing you could say is, well, what about a guy like Aaron Jones, who took kind of a team-friendly deal? That's probably fair. There's a couple things. Number one, it doesn't refute anything because it just means that he didn't go to Aaron Jones, number one, or at least that's one option. Or he did, and Aaron Jones decided to stay anyways because his whole life doesn't revolve around Aaron Rodgers. Do you think he's not friends with the other guys on this team? I mean, again, I think a lot of players like to stay with their team if at all possible. It's not like he took an insulting, insultingly low contract. I think there are a lot of benefits to staying. Let me, let me put something else forward to you because I mentioned that some of these guys might be getting a little bit tired of Rodgers. I don't know that everybody is on board with, with trashing the team that you're on. I tend to think a lot of football players um, are into the rah-rah stuff. I think you got guys like Rashawn Gary, for example, who are very much all in. Like I said, I think when he went to the podium and basically made a statement about running it back and about wanting to be in Green Bay and being excited about it, I think he was making a statement that if you don't want to be here, don't be here. But some of us want to be here and we want to win and we want to put in the work. I tend to think that there is probably a contingent and maybe even a pretty strong contingent of people that don't really want Rodgers back. They want him there because he's a good football player and he gives them the best chance of win. But I think a lot of people are real sick of his attitude. I think they're really sick of him being so condescending. I think they're really sick of the fact that he doesn't put forth any effort as far as being a part of the team. He doesn't try to build up the team. He doesn't try to build up the unity of, of the group. In fact, he tries to tear it down and undermine and talk behind everybody's back. Now, I think that just from a basic human standpoint, not only do, I mean, even in a workplace, when people do that, you get kind of tired of it. People being negative all the time and constantly talking behind people's back because you know that those people talk behind your back too. So I generally don't usually like to be that guy because you just never feel comfortable around those people that are always talking behind people's back because you know they're talking about you. But here's the thing. How did people find out? People found out, assuming this is true, because some of the players that received this information decided to leak it. Now, whether those are people that are directly a part of those text messages or what's going to happen when you start talking to players, players are going to talk to other players. So if Rodgers tells three people, those three people tell five other people. And now pretty much the whole team knows that Aaron Rodgers is talking trash. The whole team pretty much is made aware that he's probably not coming back, or at least he's been talking about it, and that he's trashing Gutekunst, and he's real mad about love, and he's got an attitude, and it, all these things get out. If he's telling somebody, somebody tells somebody else, and everybody finds out about it, at least within the locker room. So now that all this stuff is coming out, you could see where a couple of these players who kind of have some knowledge about what Rodgers has been saying, at least secondhand knowledge, are going to tell people. And maybe part of the reason they're telling people is because they're not real happy about it. And because maybe they're not so so mad about the fact that Rodgers is, is being cast in a bad light right now. Maybe that doesn't necessarily rub them the wrong way. Maybe they feel like that's a, something that he needs. We already know there's several players that have left and don't really have a high opinion of him. Several coaches have left and don't have a super high opinion of him. It's probably the people that have been on the wrong side of, of his antics, like Favre, like Jennings. We heard the story about, hey, maybe you should go play for them. Again, it's a minor thing, get over it. But it's kind of a crappy thing, right? You are a Green Bay Packer. You care about being a Packer. You care about your team. You care about your family, right? Jennings is saying he's kind of a rah-rah guy. It's about us. It's about the group. It's about the family. He wants to come back. He wants to be wanted back. Obviously, you guys want me back because we're a part of a group. Rodgers is making jokes about, yeah, you should go play for them. Like, I don't care if you're here. Why would I care? So yeah, he took it personally. And it just sounds like that's kind of the way he is. I think he's very cold. I think he's very off-putting. 
And I think if the Packers even try to pursue bringing him back, I'm not, I'm not on board with it. Because it's not just about, again, I mentioned the love pick was obviously a good pick. Because look at this guy. I mean, yes, I, I, part of it is we want to start pushing him out. But part of it is look at the volatility. Look what he's doing. He's talking bad about ownership. He's talking bad about coaches. He's talking bad about players. He's got an attitude. He's poisoning the locker room. The fact that he's trying to force himself off the team proves that Jordan Love was a good pick. Oh, no, he's just trying to force his way off because of Love, so that doesn't work. Baloney! Apparently he's mad about Kumaro, and he's mad about Jordy, and he's mad about Cobb, and he's mad about not getting free agents, and he's mad about getting too many free agents, and he's mad about his contract even though he just signed the contract. And he's mad about his last coach and his new coach and the amount of freedom he has and, he's, and the amount of say that he has and the amount of communication. Not getting wide receivers and not getting this and not getting that and blah, 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 blah. Apparently it's not just love. Remember, they offered him a contract that apparently would have essentially nullified any thought of love taking over for Rodgers, and he said no. So this isn't just about love. So love absolutely has to be here. And again, any idea of, of trading love or anything like that is, is suicide. Because this narcissist has you by the throat as it is. You get rid of your only possibility of maybe having a good quarterback after Aaron Rodgers, and he's got so much power it's stupid. You may as well just call him the GM, just fire Gutekunst on the spot. And again, it's possible that these things aren't true, but look at the history and tell me that it doesn't make sense that he'd be doing stuff like that. Tell me you don't believe that he said bad things about the GM, No, considering this is now the 95th report of him doing it. The story from Jennings, the story from Farr, the stories about Mike McCarthy from, from Players, the stories from Finley, the stories from Moss. And now we have apparently players from the inside saying, hey, he told us this last year that he wasn't coming back. And where else is it coming from? I mean, unless people are just flat out lying, which I guess is possible, but I don't think that's usually how that works. Maybe if it's like Florio or something saying it. Point is, this is on brand for Aaron Rodgers. And to think that, well, he wouldn't, he wouldn't do something like that last year, that doesn't make any sense. He's forcing his way off the team right now. Why would it be so hard to believe that he would mention something about, I don't want to be here because I'm so mad about this love thing or whatever, last year? That's impossible, but yet it's entirely possible that this year he completely just blows up and says, I'm never coming back, and starts calling other teams the, the day of the draft and ruining the entire day for everybody because he's trying to work his leverage and thinks that he can, can force his way off the team. I, I just, I, I, I've, said, I've said it before, I don't think this can be fixed. And I don't know, but I, I, I think what he's done is, is wrong. And I think it's toxic. And I, don't, I can't speak necessarily for the locker room, but I would be shocked if everybody was on Aaron Rodgers' side. I don't think that's the case. I think you got some guys in there that care about winning, first of all that care about the locker room, that care about the camaraderie. And by the way, the Packers supposedly are at the top of that list. And I wonder if maybe that's why the first thing out of their mouth all the time is that character is the most important thing. Has something to do with maybe some problems they've had in the locker room. I've talked constantly about how annoying it is that every time you ask about a prospect, when they when they hired Matt LaFleur, they didn't t- say a single word about his accomplishments or what he brings here. It was all about the culture. He's, he's got the right attitude. He's, he's a good guy. He's the kind of guy that we want here to work on our culture. When you ask about any one of these draft picks, he's a great kid. You know, he's the kind of guy that has the right kind of attitude and the right culture for what we're trying to build in this locker room. It's, it's to the point of being annoying. Like, you know we don't care about culture. Tell me that he's really fast and he jumps high and he's a great corner and, you know, the, the center can, like, block people th- through the earth, like, literally right through it. They, they go down about 19 feet. You got to patch up the field after every play. But they don't. They talk about the how important it is, the, the culture. Maybe what they want is people who really want to come in and do the work. Maybe it's not a coincidence that they drafted Rashawn Gary and the guy is loyal to a fault. That you know We drafted a guy that would die for the green and gold. They're, they're like Marines, right? <laughs> they're just, they're drafting people to be mindless drones in the service of the Green Bay Packers. But they're, I mean, they're, they're just good guys that wouldn't talk about be- people behind their back, that come in, that are leaders, that treat their teammates, their coaches, and leadership with respect. And that seems to be a top priority for them. And it's not a bad thing. And I'm sure every team wants a little bit of that, if, if at all possible. But man, the Packers really seem to be hammering that, don't they? I wonder why. By the way, we've, we've had locker room issues. I've talked many times about HaHa Clinton Dix talking about some of the issues that have been, you know, some of these guys 
in the locker room aren't really here for the right reasons and not a lot of great camaraderie. And I didn't really think Rodgers was a part of that. I was looking at guys like Clay Matthews. And again, there was a lack of leadership from, from the coaches and whatnot. And I do think that that was a reality. I think they kind of let guys run wild. The veterans kind of just did whatever they wanted. And obviously they would never really replace veterans. You know, if you got drafted early, you've been playing for a while. It doesn't matter if we got somebody coming in that's better. They're not going to win the job. Coaches never got fired. None of that. But you had some guys, and presumably, again, you got guys like Haha Clinton Dix, who want to be there to win and to work hard. And he was frustrated and he was angry because other guys just are not there for that reason. They're there for their own reasons. And he said outright, you got some guys that are there just to collect a paycheck. You got some guys who are just trying to, you know, do this, that, or the other. But it's not about the team. It's not about the unit. It's not about, hey, let's go out and win a Super Bowl. Apparently, there was a pretty toxic culture that had built up in, in Green Bay. Huh. Again, I never put Rodgers in that group. I thought Rodgers was in, the, was in the other camp. I thought Rodgers was the guy that only was obsessed with winning Super Bowls all the time. That was my thought. Starting to think maybe I was wrong about that. In fact, I'm starting to wonder if maybe he was a main driver or instigator in a lot of these veterans not really caring, not really respecting the, the coaching staff, not really respecting Ted Thompson, not really respecting the, the leadership and the ownership of the team and just kind of showing up, collecting checks, and going home. Just speculating. Doesn't matter. Bottom line is, I'm over it. And yes, it is starting to look like the Packers, you know, maybe Rodgers is looking for a way to reconcile, and the Packers really seem desperate to reconcile. I'm just saying when it happens, I'm not going to be happy. Because I think it's running contrary. I think the Packers are doing what they know to be wrong, because they're too scared to let them go. I think they, they don't want to move on from Jordan Love right now. They don't want to be the guys that let an MVP quarterback walk out the door because they couldn't make it work. They don't want to be those guys. They want to be able to run it back. They know they're right on the precipice. They know they're right on the cusp, and they had some great draft picks, and they're ready to run it back, and they're ready to really go all in, and they really think they're, they're one year away. This could be the year, 100%. Please, Rodgers, don't leave. And they're blinded by that, and they're not going to stick to what they know to be right, which is to say this is unacceptable behavior. We're not going to deal with it. You're not going to sit here and poison our locker room. You're gone. And that's not comforting to me to think that they're going to come to some agreement. It's terrifying. It's terrifying to think that they're going to destroy the salary cap, even worse than it already is for an even longer period of time. A bunch of other guys that we need are going to be gone that shouldn't be gone because we need to satisfy Aaron Rodgers so that we can run it back for another year or two. I'm just, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just disgusted with, with all of this. And I, I, I'm just, I, I'm trying to sit here and think, what could Rodgers say that would, that would make all this better? Because now I, I can't unsee all these things. You know what I mean? It's, it's sort of a red pill thing with Aaron Rodgers. Well, no, he, he never, I, I never told anybody last year that I was leaving. That's a lie. Okay, yeah, maybe. I, I never said any of those things about Gutekunst. That's not true. I don't, I don't know if I would believe it. Again, it's so on brand for him. The only other alternative is these are all massive conspiracy theories to go get Aaron Rodgers, right? His entire family, Favre, again, going through the whole list. Jennings, Finley, all these guys just down the line, they're all just making it up to go to, to get him. Just a massive cabal of people that hate Rodgers. And it's not hate like he's so uber competitive, right? Like with Tom Brady, it's like he's just so intense. That's not what it with Favre. It's that he's, he's a whiny, backbitey punk. He's sitting on a beach, you know, sipping Mai Tais with the Dalai Lama and, and his 14th girlfriend of the week to his teammates about how much he hates the, the coach and the GM. That's not uber competitive. That's just being a jerk. Oh, haven't you ever said anything bad about your boss? Okay, I mean, if you want to play stupid games, fine. The point is, the other teams have leaders on their teams that don't do that, and in fact wouldn't tolerate stuff like that. They try to build up the locker room, they try to build up the team, so if you want to just give them a pass because Joe Blow at the factory also talks bad about his boss, then fine, you do that. I expect a little bit more from my quarterback. I expect leadership qualities from a leader. I also cannot run a 4-5-40. What the heck does that have to do with about a football player? I run a probably a 9-second 40 time. So what am I going to give the wide receiver a pass? Well, uh, what, do you, what do you run? What do you run? What does it matter what I run? We're not talking about me. Quit being stupid. It's got nothing to do with what we're talking about. You want to just give him a pass? Give him a pass. Just say you're going to give him a pass. Stop trying to make stupid parallels. Yes, I would like... Guys that want to be in Green Bay to be in Green Bay. And if he's just going to sit there and poison the well, I'd rather he leave. It's that simple. I don't know. I mean, not, beyond that, now we have uh, Packers fans at baseball games booing when a commercial with Aaron Rodgers comes on. And, and what, we're going to fix this with a contract extension? 
this stuff can't be undone, man. I, 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 I don't wish that this was the situation, but this is the situation. And fine, blame whoever you want to blame. If you want, if it's Gutekunst's fault that Rogers has been vindictive for the past 12 years or whatever, fine, it's Gutekunst's fault because he doesn't communicate, and that's why he was mean to, to McCarthy. That's why McCarthy was a low-IQ, stupid human being, according to Rod, because Gutekunst didn't communicate. Got it. As a rookie calling a Hall of Fame, like the top-of-the-top top quarterback in the NFL, stupid is just crazy. And by the way, this was part of the reason he fell in the draft because he's arrogant. I mean, I it's a little snippet here about why did he fall or why did they choose Alex Smith over Rodgers? The feedback I got was more of a personality conflict with the 49ers or maybe a conflict's not the right word, but the team on a personality thing ended up preferring preferring Alex over Aaron. I heard rumors, but I didn't know what the tipping point was. Aaron was a real confident guy, and maybe they wondered if it was borderline arrogant. So his own arrogance is part of the reason he didn't go to the team that he wanted to go to. And then we have to hear for the next 10 years about how he's, he's holding a grudge about that, because the guy can hold a grudge like nobody else. I mean, it's just all these things, you know, changing plays in the huddle or whatever. Just, you know, he, he just, no, I'm going to do whatever I want. It just There's just a consistent theme with him. And again, he's, he's a very, very talented quarterback. And he's a very smart human being, and, and he knows it. And he's done some great things for the Packers, and we won a lot of games, and it's been a fun ride. But at this point, it just seems like he's just a absolute bull in a china shop. He's a hurricane. He's just completely come unhinged and is just destroying things, and I don't really want that to continue in Green Bay. I'd love to wish him the best, take all your money and your success and everything that you got, pack it up, bring it somewhere else, I'm sure you'll have a lot of success and, uh, you know, best of luck. Because, again, there's there's nothing that can be said because I, I can't unsee all this now. I can't stop thinking about what kind of things he's saying and how much more arrogant he's going to be to be able to do all this and then become the highest paid quarterback in football. Like, that's going to help the situation. That's going to make him, like, calm down and stop saying bad things about the GM or whoever he just feels like, the wide receivers or the coach or whatever. The quarterback coach that he doesn't like. Oh, he hated the wide receiver coach. Remember that? He basically sent the, a couple of years ago, the wide receiver coach out on a rail. Remember he was telling the wide receivers, don't listen to that idiot, listen to me? <laughs> I, oh, man. I don't know, man. I'm just... Uh... Again, it feels like they're going to try to come to some kind of an agreement, and uh, I'm just, I'm out. I'm just out. You want to believe it's all fake that's fine but you know uh, how far back are we how many of these things that we listed are fake all of them nah i'm 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 over it anyways uh, i'm gonna get going you folks have yourselves a fantastic day whatever day is it thursday already nice flying have a great day again be sure to jump in the pack and a podcast facebook group like the cheese and packers facebook page um i can't promise you anything will be there tomorrow but that will be the plan eventually if i can get it figured out a couple little technical issues i got to figure out But again, the plan is we're just going to throw on some all 22 of the draft picks and that'll be that. Looking forward to it. So try to have a good day. Sorry if I ruined your day. Just giving you my perspective. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.